Hey guys, this is the Get A Little Weird Podcast. This is episode, I don't know, of season three. I'm sick, so it doesn't matter to me. I just got off the horn with Trevor Snyder. Uh, We were going to talk about crypto today, but instead we are going to talk about a topic that we had gathered together like almost two months ago now. So we'll get straight to it, and I'll let you hear it. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, dude? Nothing much. How about you? Uh, home home uh, from work because I'm sick. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's it's absolutely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Rona? No. Well, I'll never get tested. You <laughs> can't make me, but uh, <laughs> um, no, I... I I don't have any symptoms of the coronavirus other than sneezing, coughing, uh, runny nose, sore throat. <laughs> um, you only you only have six out of seven, so yeah, I'm calling a I'm calling it a cold right now. And, and normally, when a cold hits, it, it's it kicks my butt for 24 hours and and then it's gone. This one kind of stuck around a little bit longer. I actually texted my boss and said hey uh you know i uh let's let's play tomorrow by ear like we did this morning because i i woke up at seven and texted him and said look i'm not coming in (laughs) (laughs) uh and and tomorrow may possibly be the same way if i don't get feeling any better i just yeah it's not i've been thrown up or anything but i just yeah a lot of a lot of congestion and sinus congestion which i don't typically get and mm-hmm. I called my mom this morning and she said, well, it could be, could be allergies. I said, but I don't have allergies, but you know, you, you get older and when you didn't have them when you're younger and you know, when you get older, you might have them. I don't know. But yeah. Well, hopefully you start feeling better. So that's the yeah, good thing about illness is you either get better or you die. So either way, <laughs> you're not going to be hurting soon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll hopefully we'll hope for maybe uh maybe a little bit of the uh the feel better at least until I get the house yeah. put in both of our names. So uh, <laughs> I hate for Stephanie to lose her husband and get evicted. So <laughs> double whammy. Double yeah, that's oh triple whammy because she'd have to move back in with her parents or her sister probably. So. Nobody wants and then that. Big bear, so quadruple whammy. Oh. <laughs> no, he's a, he's not as much of a whammy as people think he would be. <laughs> he he might even be a negative one whammy. He might he, he might be able to take one of the whammies away just for him being there. So. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, you get off at five or. Um, I get off at four, but uh, I've been swamped with work, so I'm actually still logged into work, um, doing some stuff in the background here uh, on Excel, so trying to play a little bit of catch-up. That way I don't have so much to do tomorrow when I go in. I feel you there. That's how I was in high school, except for I was doing all my makeup stuff in first period instead of... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just doing it now, but that's the downside of salary positions. You kind of have to suck it up and do your work outside of normal hours. 
I was uh, I was just wondering. I was curious if you had any social security numbers that you could read aloud. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a couple. Um, get a get a pen and paper. I've already got them. <laughs> First one we've got is three six two one seven nine thirty six forty two. Perfect. That's our accidentally phone number. I don't even think that's a social. <laughs> well, I'm typing it into Google later, anyways. So. <laughs> no, so um, a little bit of a. Um, kind of a, a little bit of an odd thing. Um, we're not going to be talking about what we thought we were going to be talking about tonight because the other person I wanted in on the call, um, friend of his uh, wife passed away. And so he's out mowing for, for them. So, okay. uh, so we're not going to talk about crypto today. I, I really wanted to because it's something I've uh, – started to attempt to learn but we'll talk about that at some point maybe later this week or the next uh, if we can get something rolling um definitely we, I'm, a, I'm up for any topic throw them at me well we had talked we had talked about a month like starting almost six weeks ago now about uh possibly talking about um possibilities of having uh lived in a simulation mm-hmm I, I didn't know if you still had uh, had that on your mind or not. Yeah, I mean, a, a little. I mean, I don't have too much to really say on it. I don't. I don't think that we are. Um, I don't necessarily believe in like the alternate timeline theory of like everything's kind of happening at the same time and stuff. Um, and I think that'd be pretty neat if we were in some sort of simulation, but I don't think we are. Um, I can kind of see though some theories of like paranormal activity or even like religiosity kind of tied into the simulation thing where people say the, you know, our time kind of merges with another timeline or something like that. And we get a glimpse of that and that's what we chalk it up to like a ghost or something like that. Um, which is pretty cool. But as far as the whole uh, simulation thing, eh, I don't think we are. Well, it's been great talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are your thoughts? Are you uh, like Bigfoot? Uh, your complete opposite? You think we are? No, I know. Okay, so did you hear the did you hear the the two Nates episode? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay, so the whole hang on. <laughs> that loopy there. Um so in the two Nates episode, uh Nate Hilliard says at one point, he says, So so think of it this way, time is like a uh time is like a uh a snake and it's compressed. And so since time doesn't actually have physical form, the when it compresses far enough, the layers layer over each other, so you know, if you if you walk through your kitchen and you take a glance at your side of your, you know, vision and you see someone sitting in the kitchen chair, uh, and they look like they're from the 1800s, they might actually be in the 1800s sitting in the chair, and you just got a sidelong glance into, um, the past. Uh-huh. So that sounds, that sounds, 
that sounds okay to me, but it's, I'm very open-handed with it. So if at the end of time it's not true or it is true, it doesn't really matter. It's the same thing with the flat earth. If the earth really is flat and there's a big dome over it and that Antarctica is actually housing the world's ocean as a pond and there's nothing at the end of Antarctica but the dome, that's really interesting. I, I can't really say anything against it other than I have almost, you know, 25 years of believing otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and if what David Weiss said was true, then I have practically my whole life, so almost 28 years, or uh, the whole 28 years then of believing that it's round, you know, so to, to uh-huh. this, but at the end of time, hey, I don't think it, hey, I don't think it matters. I think if, if the afterlife is like I think it's going to be, uh, it, it will, it will have never mattered. Uh-huh. And not even in the way of like you think of it every once in a while and go pot. That that was a silly thought. Like, legitimately, it won't even be inside of your brain. Mm-hmm. Mostly because you won't have one. <laughs> so, um, so as far okay. So, did I send you that TikTok of yeah uh, Neil deGrasse? Neil deGrasse? Yeah. No. Sorry. Um. So he, you know, what his deal was, remember, he said, he said, if we're in a simulation, then we're either the first, we're in the very first simulation, or we're in one of the very last ones. Uh-huh. And I guess that comes from, if we're in one of the very first, uh, that's why we find discrepancies in our world, um, in, in the way things function, like, um, like, okay, for instance, when I, mm-hmm. when I hit that deer, but the, the only deer I've ever hit, when I hit that deer, it went like 30 feet into the sky. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not playing Fortnite. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't really think that that deer could have went that high, but it did. Uh-huh. And so that's like an unknown discrepancy in, in in what I find to be what would normally happen when you would smoke a deer in your car, you know. Uh-huh. So that could that could prove that we're in the very first simulation because it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be very good. Um, yeah. And so then the the you know. Proposing that we're in the very last of the simulations in a line of simulations could uh, it could speak to how, you know, you get, you know, you get video games that look so good. You get, you know, um, oh, like virtual reality simulations that look so real and feel so real. Um, I, I played one one time. You had to go. You had to get in a shark cage on a boat, and they lowered you to the like, not to the bottom of the ocean, but pretty close. Uh-huh. And that thing's like made. I don't get seasick on boats, but that thing made me seasick. Like, and 
because I knew I was standing in someone's carpeted living room. But everything happening around me was so realistic. Even those movements of the water and how yeah. the cage kind of swayed it. It it helped me. It helped give that uh, feeling of uh, what do they call this? Not inertia. What is that called? Uh, like buoyancy in the water, or yeah, yeah, some like weightlessness, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the term, but mm-hmm. um. So I just, you know, obviously it doesn't weigh heavily on my mind because I can barely remember that TikTok and I can barely remember what we were, we had to talk about <laughs> with it. But, um, but I've, I've met and I've seen, you know, stuff on people who, who truly believe that we're, we're in a simulation. I mean, that you listen to the flat earth episode that David Weiss guy, he, he said, you know, uh, he said, you need to watch the matrix. It's, it's my favorite documentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I was like, man, you, <laughs> you've got to have a lot of uh, – well, have you ever watched The Truman Show? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Absolutely love it. We have we got on a DVD a couple of years ago. We've almost already worn the thing out. I mean, it's <laughs> it's amazing. But uh, that, that, that movie can get you to kind of – if you can't guard – if you can't guard yourself from fiction – I think a couple of these movies, Truman Show, Matrix, things like that, could really, um, could really get you to uh, start thinking about, you know, those kind of far off things. Mm-hmm. Same way, same way as uh, maybe not exact same way, but um, I I, th- I think it's similar to how like my mom didn't let me read Harry Potter when I was a kid because I would want to become a wizard. Mm-hmm. What she didn't understand is that I was, uh, I was, I was smarter than that. I knew what was fiction and what wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's not to say that I don't think that people can do magic because I think that they can, but I, I think that I don't think that when I was, cause I finally ended up just breaking and just reading them in like, I don't know, eighth or ninth grade, I think. Mm-hmm. Hang on one sec. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> um, I started reading them in like eighth or ninth grade and I was like, well, yeah, I'm sure there are people who can do magic, but I don't think that Harry Potter is, like, doing, like, I don't think that magic can transfer into our reality. Uh-huh. I think that, that the magic that people do now is, like, like demonic. And I don't uh-huh. think, that, now, obviously, the dark arts people in Harry Potter probably were calling on something demonic that you don't see in the books or the movie or whatever, but, um, but... Sorry, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I could still separate it. And even like when I was in high school, later on in high school, and had read the books, and I started to meet people who like said they could do magic and stuff, and they were like these 
there were these two girls in my grade that were sanguinarians, meaning mm-hmm. they they drink people's blood in, in exchange for power or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like I still like I, I saw the there's a disconnect between Harry Potter and that because. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Voldemort, old Voldemort probably did, but I don't see really anybody else drinking human blood for uh, for extra powers in that book. Yeah, that's that's the vampire stuff. Yeah, <laughs> man, Indiana is wild. All the people that you know and have met, it's it's pretty wild. Like, because you you're saying you don't meet those people in Ohio? <laughs> no. I've never met anyone like half the characters that you've met uh, living in Indiana. <laughs> See, here's what's funny about it is I didn't even know the I didn't even know the term sanguinarian until I until I uh, worked at Paragon and I was working with this guy and I I met his girlfriend and. I was like, I can't believe she's still your girlfriend because they've been dating for like two years or something. I was like, I, I can't believe you haven't wanted to move on because he was a little bit older than I was, mm-hmm. maybe 10 years older. So I thought you would have wanted to settle down. He said, I don't know, don't, uh, which I don't agree with his statement, but he said, ah, don't, uh, don't fix it if it ain't broke. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, I just don't want to rush into marriage. He said, my last marriage was terrible and I just mm-hmm. don't want to do that to myself again. I said, why was it terrible? He said, uh, well, the girl, he said, the girl I was married to, I came home, uh, one night, her friends were, were sitting around drinking wine and I was like, Hey, can I have some? And they were like, no, you're not going to want any of this. And it was blood. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that was the last straw. He's like, some other weird things happened before that, that I kind of shrugged off. But you know, when you're drinking a whole wine glass full of wine, <laughs> Uh, he said "Eh, you kind of got to go at that point yeah when he told me he said she was a single berry and I was like that's really but yeah that's yeah I've met a lot of I met a lot of people who were I don't know witchy or whatever and uh, one person I probably already told you this but one person I knew uh, could turn uh, into a cat and back Mm mm-hmm I never, I never saw it happen, but I kicked this cat in the ribs one day because it tripped me in my backyard. <laughs> and, uh, then I went and hung out with the guys across the street, and one of the guys was laying on the couch. He had an ice pack on his ribs right where I kicked that cat. Mm-hmm. And, and they had professed to being a witch or a wizard or whatever. And I, I just remember putting my head in my hands. I was like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> like what have I done next time I'll kill the cat <laughs> no unless, unless the cat turns human again and kills me before <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah that is okay Trevor you have to think like your friend Joel isn't the weirdest person you've ever met is he you've, you've got to have somebody else weirder on the list uh, yeah, I you know I've I've met some I've met some weirder people. Uh, 
mainly townies in Oxford. <laughs> yeah. The, those were, I think those were probably the weirdest, uh, weirdest people. And then I had a guy at, um, at the cemetery I worked at who was pretty messed up as well. Um, and he was, he wasn't really weird. He was just super like sadistic and just sick, like <laughs> mentally ill. <laughs> so you definitely knew that he had killed animals and possibly people. Yeah, he like he laughed about like torturing animals and stuff and he eventually got fired because he threatened to kill all of us. Huh. And um he yeah, he was he was pretty messed up. But I mean, and this is also not taking into consideration all the patients I met when I worked at a psych hospital for 2 years as well, cuz obviously yeah. those, those would top everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'd assume so. Yeah. But yeah, met met some some strange people. Um, mainly, all of them worked in food service. It's it's crazy how how the crazy people work in food service. Um, I, I but, mean, I can see why. I was I was pretty wild when I when I worked in food service. So it, it attracts yeah. attracts that type of person. I feel like. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so too. I think the hours and. Just kind of uh, the ease that you can get that job uh, is pretty attractive, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah, and the fact that people treat you like a dog, and you probably were treated like a dog anyway, so. <laughs> yep, yep. So, but that's that's a pretty, uh, pretty good take, I think, on the whole uh, simulation thing. I kind of think it's it's uh, you know if we're in between, what what constitutes as a simulation? You know, like are video games a simulation that we're creating, and then eventually they're going to kind of take over. I mean, if you look at it that way, you can see like the voice technologies like Google Home and Amazon Alexas and things like that that you know can do anything really can lock your doors, show you who's at your front door, uh, call people for you, text people for you, turn on your lights, close your blinds, start your microwave, start your laundry. Um, You know, they can do pretty much everything. And I actually found out yesterday, um, it was a product that I guess it came out in November, but I'd never seen them before. They actually make Amazon glasses where you can get prescription lenses and... Um, Alexa is built into the frames of the glasses so you can listen to music discreetly and you can ask it questions and it will like talk into your ear through the earpiece. Oh, the and earpiece. Doesn't the earpiece shoot the music right into your head? It's it not like, even like an earpiece. It just it's in the brim of the glasses and it just shoots it into your temple. Yeah, it like it like sends it through I guess your temple and then also like I guess there's one that shoots straight down into your ear or like through your jaw or something like that, like a near the ear where you like only you can hear it. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's pressed up against your skin, which that is wild to me. Like I, I never knew that those were a thing, but I, I question that in the simulation, you know? Can you repeat that? Sorry, I tried to. I accidentally talked over you there. 
I was just saying that's kind of like the next step in the simulation because we're moving towards a world where we want to give more power to robots and, and AI technology instead of like less power. Yeah. Now, one, one thing about the glasses, I have wondered about sound quality. Uh-huh. Because on the website, I looked them up. I think Bose even has one. And I, I think the Bose ones is the one I was looking up because they're, you know, they're all sound technicians out there at Bose. So, yeah. And they're like, oh, it's impeccable Bose quality sound. And I was like, I don't know. I'll see when I try a pair on, um, <laughs> which will be never. <laughs> um, thanks, COVID. But uh, point two I wanted to make about the the whole simulation thing is, what if... What if we've got two different definitions of simulation? Because when I think of simulation, I think that someone is controlling us from the outside. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know what I can't pinpoint what you're trying to say. Probably because I'm an idiot because I'm sick right now, but (laughs) no. So I see it. I see a simulation as not necessarily meaning we don't have control, but like meaning that we uh, like everything is artificially created around us. Okay. Um, and we ourselves as humans might not be a part of a simulation. We're just living inside of one. So that's, that's why I kind of think it's more probable out of any of them. Like I said, I don't believe any. But if I were to pick one that I think sounds neat and I could see some merit to, it would be the ones that like all of these weird coincidences – is because we are accidentally breaking the simulation more like the Truman show type thing where, you know, you set down a glass on the table and you turn around and the glass is on the counter, but then you, because the simulation rendered it incorrectly, you know, the, the, the world as it renders in front of your eyes, it, it accidentally glitched out. And then you look back and the cups back on the table or, Something like that. Um, gotcha. That would to me. Maybe it's kind of like when you like it, like these things where people call into like haunted haunted shows and stuff and say, "Oh, I saw a vase like floating and shaking for like three seconds, but it never did it again." Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. not set in the corner where it was originally programmed. Yep, yep, stuff like that, and then also it would explain why, like you see maybe the same person every day and it's like not a person you know and or you see like a car um you know something like that like the same car every single day or uh something that just kind of plays on repeat in the world around you and it's it's very similar to the truman show it's like every single day that people do the same thing took the same route said the same things and people just don't really realize it. And when we do, we get a weird feeling about it. Um, Yeah. There's another, so there's a psychological um, phenomenon. Uh, Are you familiar with the uncanny Valley? I, what that is. 
I think I've heard the term, but I've never heard its definition. So the uncanny valley is a, um, it's like an innate human reaction. Like humans have, you know, obviously biological things that we have evolved with, um, you know, that, that helps keep us safe, like flinching when something gets too close or, you know, closing our eyes, whatever. And the uncanny valley is the fact that humans, when technology gets like too human-like, we get scared of it and um, we don't like it. So uh, one example is like that, that robot that this company created. It's a woman and she has like no hair, but it's like a face and uh, it's been around the internet for a, a year or so. Um, where she kind of talks and she she can do like a lot um but it's just creepy looking and that's like our our natural instinct is something that looks human but isn't human and uh it it scares us and when you think about that whole entire concept what is really scary is the fact that most of our our uh, evolutionary features were given to us for a reason. So you have to think what existed back in ancient times, like during the dawn of man, what existed that looked like a human, but wasn't quite a human and was danger to us. And <laughs> because, awful. Because that means that's that's how we trained ourselves to know, like, like this isn't a human, and this is scary, and this is dangerous, and we've programmed it. And um, another kind of example that's similar to the Uncanny Valley is used in horror movies a lot, and it can be used in even, like, written uh, horror movies, like a scenario, um, you're upstairs in your room and you hear your mom yell for you. And she says, Hey, Nate, come down to the kitchen. Uh, dinner's ready. And when you leave your room and you're about to go down the stairs, your mom grabs you and pulls you inside the room and says, don't go downstairs. I heard it too. Hmm. And that, that scenario you, you think, Oh my God. And, and, in horror movies that happens where, you know, we have an imposter, we have shapeshifters, we have things like that, and that that triggers that. So when you're thinking of that um, natural instinct, was that developed because we're in a simulation? Was that developed because whoever started this round of simulation was, like, close enough to what we looked like, but not? Like, you know, not quite? It always says like we're created in the, the you know the image of our creator, but what, what, is that where that comes from? And kind of makes you wonder. Yeah, and see that when you start to say that, then I go, okay, I don't want it to be a simulation, and because I then I don't want to be created by. See, okay, like I said, open-handed issues would be like, you know, the Earth is flat, or or heaven mm-hmm. isn't really. Heaven isn't really what I thought it was going to be or all this stuff. Some of the close hand yeah. issues are 
Uh, God wasn't ever really our creator, and we're somewhere we didn't think we were, were the whole time. That's that's where I draw the line. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, but I, okay, so I've got it actually. I don't think I've told you about this. Mm-hmm. We had a bunch of really creepy stuff happening here at our house, and we had—I don't—I don't know how to say this. Maybe we had, uh, maybe we had let some some things in, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when nothing really was happening in our house, it was just on our property. And mm-hmm. I had actually—I'll just go ahead and tell you—I had, uh, I had started, um, I had become part of this Facebook group called I was something about fairies. I can't remember, but I liked it because the artwork was really cool and I didn't have much good happening on my Facebook page. So I was like, well, mm-hmm. I'll just, uh, and this was longer than a couple months ago that I, it, this was like eight months ago when I started this group or got into this group. Cause I just wanted something. I just wanted good artwork or something on my Facebook. Cause Facebook's junk, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, but then I started reading on there and then people were telling these stories. I was like, well, these people actually believe in fairies. And I think I had had a fairy encounter in Brownsville when we lived there for that two and a half years, uh, me and Stephanie. And she mm-hmm. saw the same thing I did. So I went ahead and said the thing on the group, you know, we're talking. So we through all that. I think we let some stuff on our property and uh, that was bad. And uh, one night I was out there in the yard. And uh, I was at the very back end of the property, right at the alley. I was standing actually in the alley and Bear was on a, I had Bear on a leash. He was pooping just at the edge of the yard. Mm-hmm. He got done pooping. I had music in my ears, pretty loud, more loud than normal. Over the, no, I guess Bear was on a lead. I forgot. Bear was on the lead because he wouldn't poop with me that night, uh, just on the leash. So I put him on the lead. So him and Darcy were next to each other on the lead. And that is a, you know, that is a part of the story that, that you know, matters. <laughs> so I was looking at the house from the alley, and I had my music blasting. All of a sudden, I see the, the two dogs perk up like they heard something from the back door area. Mm-hmm. And the back door's on the side of the house. Um, all of a sudden, over my earbuds, I hear Stephanie scream, "Oh no!" Like at the at the top of her lungs, like a mm-hmm. blood blood curdling. And I've known Stephanie for ten years. I know what her scream sounds like. And I freaking started rushing to the house. And about halfway to the halfway to the back door. I got this sinking feeling that wasn't her. Yeah. And I stopped and the dogs were going nuts. And uh, that's what you say in that thing about, you know, your mom's in the kitchen or whatever, that, that little story you mm-hmm. told. Yeah. That was a very similar thing. I was like, do not go in the house or do not go toward the back door because there's something there. Mm-hmm. That's mimicking my wife. And that's very creepy. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I went upstairs and got into bed. And uh, Stephanie saw it on my face, and I told her, and she said, "Yeah, I she said I didn't hear that, but <laughs> yeah, that's kind of <laughs> um, and dude, like 
yeah, I don't want to get any further down into that rabbit hole, but uh, but no, yeah, that's I don't even know, dude. I'll be honest, I don't even know where we were. <laughs> hey, let me stop the recording. I'll send you another one just so we don't run into each other. You know what I mean? Sure, sounds good. Cool, man. I'll send you one right back. Okay. Simulation. So if you don't mind me jumping right in, um, I had something that I talked about my dad, uh, talked about to my dad. And I take it you don't mind? Sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I talked to my dad about it because this was a couple of years ago when I still lived in Brownsville. And I this is around the first time that I thought about, you know, I'd really been hearing about, well, maybe we're in a simulation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I told my dad, I said, in, in in the video game that we have for the PS4, uh, Grand Theft Auto V, I said, when you get into, like, there's, like, a smart car-looking vehicle. When you get into a smart car-looking vehicle in that game, there are six or seven vehicle models that the traffic patterns around you change to, including the car you got into. So that one's called like the weenie issy. And then there's like a sedan that you see. There's like a truck that you see. There's like an El Camino mm-hmm. that you see. And, but then the second you like, if say, if I pass that El Camino, I chase it down. I pull the, I, I always play as Franklin. I pull the, uh, I pull the guy out of the driver's seat and I say, uh, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't make me commit a one eight seven homie. <laughs> <laughs> and I hop in the El Camino and then I drive away. Well, then as they go around the block, the traffic pattern changes to another standard subset of six or seven different um, uh, car makes and models that were (laughs) that aren't totally different than the ones I had seen before. But uh, were maybe maybe two from the from the previous set stayed and then five changed. Mm hmm. So I told my dad, I said, I said, dad, when I, when I got the grand marquee, I never saw grand marquees until I got the grand marquee. Then Uh almost everywhere I went, I saw two or three of them. If not in the tens, you know, if, if I drove from Connorsville to to Oxford, I might see 20 in the, in the 40 minute drive. Um, I said, that is a proof for me that we live in a simulation because Mm -hmm. our, our simulation that human beings have created, you know, GTA five acts like our perception does when we buy a new car. Yeah. So I don't know if you have anything to say about that or not, but, um, well that, so you kind of described a, um, it's a real, uh, psychological topic. Uh, that we covered in a few different classes I was in, um, but it's called the red car effect. And um, it was named after the fact that the the psychologist who kind of came up with the idea said, uh, no one notices red cars until you buy one, then you see red cars everywhere you go. And um, it really, it applies to basically anything in life. It could be like, you never see anyone wearing Skechers, and then all of a sudden you buy a pair, and then it seems like everyone has them, or um, something like that. And it's just kind of a hyper awareness to a certain thing. Um, you know, 
whatever we kind of want. And it also goes into human, um, humans constantly look for in groups and out groups. We constantly look for differences and we constantly look for similarities. And you'll find people that are a lot similar to you in different aspects, um, even without realizing that you're doing it. Um, I mean, you could say, oh, well, that, that person's similar to me. We both have a grand marquee or we both have this, you know, same color uh, car. We both have dogs. We both wear glasses. We both have beards, anything like that. Um, you're constantly looking for it, but you just don't really realize it um, because it's more of a subconscious thing. And it kind of goes back to um, evolutionarily, we were safer if we stayed with people that were the same with us, you know, the, the tribe mentality. Like if we stayed with our in group, um, we were typically safer from predators and everything else, um, like that. So, but yeah, I mean, you, you described a, a topic that has been studied quite frequently. Um, if you wanted to look into it more, it's called the red car effect. Yeah. I'll and, definitely uh, look that cool. up later. Yep. Some, uh, before bedtime reading. <laughs> yeah. Have nightmares the whole rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, about red cars. Hey, that would at least mean that I was sleeping, unlike last <laughs> night. So. Um, no, and my, you know, my dad is very skeptical. My dad is very uh, not even skeptical because you have to be interested in something to be skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> my dad is very much like it, now, not as much now, but especially when I was a kid, he'd always say, "Doubt it." Mm-hmm. Doubt it. And and there was no breaking that. It was, there was no like, okay, you say that, but it was it was the end of discussion. Doubt it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I think it did. I think that did pique my dad's interest just a little bit because it, he, as a human being, because he has perception, can, can tell that there are points. You know, he said that uh, when he got his when he got his Buick Regal. Uh, mm-hmm. the first he said there what he didn't have that because there wasn't a lot of people in them but by the time he upgraded to the buick regal turbo the two years later mm-hmm. then he saw him all the time yeah and so that would almost be a proof against it being a uh a, an effect of being in a simulation because uh there had to actually be it's, it's kind of the same thing as like uh, one of these, you know, one of these Asian kids at Miami buys a, a Lambo. Mm-hmm. You're not really going to see another. You, you'll probably see four or five other Lambos in Oxford, but you're yeah. not going to go to Liberty and, and consistently see a Lambo unless you're in your crew of Lambos driving to Shell gas station. Like that one day I saw a bunch of them at Shell in Liberty, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. I, I, yeah, I just thought that was odd, and I'm, I'm rambling now. Obviously, <laughs> hey, it's your show. <laughs> I think I don't want it to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so by the way, just a little bit of comic relief, and maybe to, uh, maybe to settle my brain so that that we could get on to a heavier topic or something. Uh, just real, real quick, something real light. I. Uh, I bumped into, so I was, I was out delivering balloons on Saturday. Um, 
because I deliver groceries and stuff on the weekends. Uh-huh. This was two Saturdays ago, actually. Um, I pulled up to a, uh, I pulled up to the red light at Old Kmart here on the west side of Richmond, and uh, I was going to turn west to go to uh, Connorsville or to into Centerville to deliver these balloons, and uh, there was a guy at the there was a guy on the eastbound uh, lane at the red light. And so when I turned right, I saw him and I turned real slow and he gave me, you know, like when you're like with a hot chick in high school and somebody gives you that look like, like my man. <laughs> yeah. So you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Like no, I I never no. hung out with but, uh, ugly people or hot people. Just medium. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, you you pretty much you pretty much get what I mean, though. Um, yeah. So, so he gave me that look, and I mean, this guy's in his like sixties, and I was like, why is he giving me that like sup nod and a big smile and everything? And then I looked, and I've got these balloons this big bag of balloons in in my passenger seat and he's got a lamp in his passenger seat and it was like he was like being celebratory of us being with our our ladies (laughs) and i was just like these are inanimate objects sir (laughs) maybe he apologizes with lamps and he thought you used balloons to apologize Oh, okay. That's probably actually, yeah. He he had uh, he had went and spent his money on a new lawnmower, and he had to go go to the auction to get his wife a lamp or something. That's yeah, that's okay. a better. That's a way better explanation. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, honey, I'm sorry. Here's a lamp." And then he's like, "Oh, look, this guy's in the doghouse too with his wife. He's got a bunch of balloons." <laughs> hey, the good thing if that if that were true, the good thing is that. My wife could beat me a lot less with the balloons than his wife could with that lamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a goner if that ended up happening. <laughs> oh. Dude, did you just get chased by dogs? Like, that's what it sounded like, yeah. I don't know. I heard some heard some crackling or something on the phone. Maybe it's maybe it's the simulation that's breaking through. Yeah, probably <laughs> breaking through to us or something. I hope I'm not being chased by dogs. I don't think I am. Um, pretty pretty sure I'm sitting in my office at home. So hopefully not. See, that's kind of the that's kind of the thing. It's like maybe maybe our perceptions. Maybe your maybe your perception is that you're in the office and really you're getting torn to bits by Rottweilers. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I'll be happy. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Actually, now that I say that perception thing, it reminds me. So, my dad in high school, um, my dad bought. I think yeah, that was summer before tenth grade. My dad gave me uh, gave me the S ten. And he bought a uh, 1999 
Chevy Silverado off my uncle Lynn, off my great uncle Lynn. And, uh, it was, I, I would call the color champagne, but it was, when you look at it, it's gold. You just say gold. Mm-hmm. My dad will take to his grave that that truck is silver. <laughs> and we tell him it's only because it's called a Silverado that you're saying that it's silver. Because you can't possibly see it as silver. It is gold. Mm-hmm. And he will not let it go. He, Like I said, he will go to his grave with that. Yeah. Is he colorblind? Because I know he, I know he wears glasses. I mean, is he undiagnosed colorblind? <laughs> you know, I've had, I've had twenty, twenty probably twenty-two at least Christmases that I can remember with my dad. I think at one point I would have figured out that he was calling red green and green red <laughs> or or calling either of them gray. So uh I, see okay and here's the here's another thing that's odd. Mm-hmm. Is people are the knowledge pipeline, it's uh you know, it's the whole we um uh, we, we have all the knowledge in the world, but we don't know anything kind of thing. Yeah. Um, especially on an app that's near and dear to my heart called TikTok. <laughs> um, there are people who go on there and, and they'll... She said... Uh, she listed like seven or eight facts from elementary school that we should all know. And then at the end, she said, well, they're all false. And one of the mm-hmm. facts was like that camels store water in their house. And I was like, that is so true. Like that fact is so true. I would die for that fact. <laughs> <laughs> like I got so mad and I'd block people all the time on TikTok for, for doing stuff like that. Even just stuff I don't agree with. I It's a fun game for me, but uh <laughs> Eventually, no one will be on my For You page because I will have deleted every single person on TikTok. <laughs> but uh, that's that's one of those things. People go on there and they say that uh, that now people can be colorblind to any color. Uh-huh. And is that true? Because that's something I've really been fighting. I haven't Googled it or looked it up or anything, but. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really believe it's true, but, um, an aspect of that is the fact that we will never, ever know, um, what someone perceives a color to be because we can never see what someone else is seeing. Like our whole life, we're, we're trained to see. We're trained to call a color what we learn that they are. So, like, you and I can both look at the same object and we both say, yeah, that's blue. But you don't know if I see the blue as the same color you see blue. We The only thing we know is that we both were taught that that is blue. Yeah. So, so I could see it and what you call red 
is what I could see as blue. But but you would never know that because my whole entire life, every time I saw that color, i.e. red, I would say, oh, that's blue because that's what everyone taught me growing up. So we, we could both see it, the same object, and we're like, oh, that's blue. And we would have no clue knowing that my eyes are seeing the same shade of color as yours are. And then, and then when I say prove it, I give you a sheet of paper and a box of crowns. You grab the you grab the blue mm-hmm. because, but it, it's red in your head. Yeah, yeah. Red. I mean, so like, I grab it because that's the color that that everyone has always taught me is blue. But there's no way of proving that I see it the same as you do. So what's different about my dad that he sees the truck is gold, but he can't say that it's silver? Did he misinterpret what they were saying gold and silver was in kindergarten? <laughs> I mean, there's there's a there's different reasons and stuff. I mean, the perception perception gets worse the older you get um, as far as like color and things. And also just, um, you know, lighting, uh, how your eyes interpret the light bouncing off of things. And it's kind of like that uh, blue and gold or white and black dress or whatever it was a couple years back. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Where depending on kind of what you wanted to see, you could see it either way. Um, Or if you looked at it quick, it would look different or something like that. Yeah. but yeah, those so I'll I'll admit the the color that you're talking about, the color of car you're talking about. Um I also have some tr- trouble seeing that color and my eyes are really bad. My my prescription's like negative 15, which <laughs> is super super bad. That's almost legally blind. So I don't know if that has something to do with it, but I also I know exactly what color you're talking about. It was like super popular in the early nineties. Um, and a lot of Buicks and Paula's Silverados, things like that were that color, but yeah. Um, it's weird because it can, it can be like a bronze. It can be a gold. It can be a silver, just kind of depending on how you look at it. Um, it could be kind of beige, like a, a shiny beige. It could be a cream color. Like, People can kind of describe it in plenty of different ways, uh, but yeah, it's it's just kind of weird. It's one of those where it's kind of shifts as well, uh, depending on how you look at it. Um, it's almost like those oil slick cars, the ones that like are wrapped that it just changes. It's a rainbow and it just kind yeah. of changes what whatever angle it's at. I just, yeah, I, I don't know how that works as an op. I mean, it's obviously it's not an optical illusion, but uh, I don't, I don't understand the mechanics of how that works. But yeah, I, I, I feel you. I feel what you're saying. And uh, my dad's, my dad's eye prescription isn't that bad. He's got bifocals, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, people, people can perceive. I don't know, differently, that's weird. Um, have you ever heard of the uh, synest? God dang it! <laughs> no, I have not. 
Synesthesia. Oh, synesthesia. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we studied that in psychology as well. So there's this. There's again. We're back to TikTok. There's this girl on TikTok. She was like, she was like, sent like, send me a reply to this a video reply to this video, uh, via via messenger on here, and and I'll tell you, I'll watch your video. And I'll tell you what two colors I see when you speak. Because she claims that when someone speaks to her, she can see the uh, the colors. Mm-hmm. She sees their voice as, as two distinct colors interwrapping inter- together. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, my thought is that's bullcrap because how could you see it through a video? Yeah. You, you probably... I don't sound when I hear a voicemail. Stephanie comes home and says, "Oh, you sent me a voicemail." And she plays it on speaker. My voice doesn't exactly sound what it sounds like in my head, or when I hear it coming out of my, you know, mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I wonder, I wonder what, um, I wonder if that girl's hearing. If she sees two colors, like, say my color is uh, pea green and, like, bright orange. Well, what if she sees it darker because it's coming through at a different frequency through the through the app? And so my voice is, it is then on the app compared to real life. It would be dark forest <laughs> green and, like, scarlet. Mm-hmm. And two things, two two things. Hey, if she can really do that, it's cool. Uh, point number one B, that was one A. Point one B is uh, would be if you can do it, and it is screwed up with technology, then it's useless. Uh, mm-hmm. Part two would be. Um, what are you what are you trying to like tell people that because we obviously well maybe not you because you know Indiana people are just weirder than Ohio people but <laughs> you know uh p- there are girls or whatever that say they can see people's auras or whatever mm-hmm. so uh, that immediately invalidates anything you're trying to do if if you're trying if you're telling me that you can see who I am as a person through through nodes of of breath that are coming out of my, you know, my mouth. Mm-hmm. Bullcrap. I, I just really don't think, I don't know, I don't think that's true. And, I mean, not, I, like, I don't, I don't believe any of that is true either. Um, and there's tons of, I mean, there's obviously tons of kind of reasons why it's not true. Um, and I've always, you know, said the, the saying that no one, no one is wrong if no one can prove you wrong. And like, there is absolutely no way you can prove or disprove that this girl is seeing these colors. Like, you know, I, I can say all the predictions I want. I could claim to be a fortune teller, say all these predictions and 
there's no one that can really prove it wrong, you know? Um, it, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the weatherman. They're either right or they're wrong. And either way, they still keep their job. It, it just, it, no one can really say otherwise. I could say like, oh, you know, um, it's going to be a bad day tomorrow. And then you call me and you say, hey, I actually had a good day. And I'm like, well, no, I didn't mean for you. I meant, you know, for somebody else, something <laughs> like that. Or when I talk to you, I see the color blue over my phone. Well, there's no way you can disprove me. So if you want to believe me, you can. If you don't, you don't. Um, I think a lot of that is just she wants to be wants to be more popular and famous on the on the app. Um, it doesn't help either that like they get paid uh, part of the creators fund to get views. And there's a whole subset of human culture that believe in aura reading and, and things like that. But if aura reading was was accurate um, and true, then we would use it. We would utilize it for so many things and we, we could make the world a better place. Like hiring. Yeah. Like, like none of these people ever come forward and do this. And just like, just like the fortune tellers or the psychics and things like if any of them were legitimately true, the world would be perfect. And, None of them are like there would never be a missing person. You could ask a psychic, "Hey, where are where are they?" There would never be a terrorist attack. The fortune teller would call the FBI and say, "Hey, I I saw that you know Thursday this is going to happen. Stop it." There there would never be anything like that. Yeah, in a, you know? in a perfect world, there wouldn't be. I mean, like hmm. if I'm if I'm the psychic, I'm like I'm holding out for my cool Millie, you know. So they're like, "We'll yeah. give you seven hundred and seventy thousand dollars," and I'm like. Nope, I said a million, or this thing is going, the plane's going right <laughs> through the building. <laughs> well, and again, if all of this is true, why hasn't a psychic ever won the lottery? Yeah, I mean, that's, well, maybe they have some dark contract with the whatever, with Satan <laughs> or whatever, that, that their winnings can't exceed so-and-so dollars. <laughs> they're win- <laughs> Trevor, they're winning scratchers 70% of the time, okay? <laughs> but they cannot win the big ticket. Yeah, they they can't win the six hundred million or five hundred million, whatever. Yeah, it gets all the way up there. But it's just, uh, I mean, it's time and time again. It, a lot of it is cold reading, basically guessing. Um, and some of it's nuanced. Some of it's obvious. I mean, I could, yeah. if I wanted to read you, I could say like, oh, I. I see a uh, old man and an older lady, um, shorter, older lady with gray hair. Uh, Do you know of anybody that matches that description that has passed away? Well, obviously you probably do because old people and especially old ladies are short with gray hair and they die. So, I mean, like you, you probably could think of 10 different people that you knew of in your life that fit that your, your great grandma probably looked like that. Your great, great grandma or aunts, uncles, whatever, like people fit that description. And, uh, if you want to believe you're like, you latch onto that and you're like, Oh man, Trevor told me he saw somebody. And then of course they always say, they always say like what people want to hear. Oh, they're in a better place. They're not 
um, you know, they're not hurting anymore and uh, they're this, they're that. And I was told my mom, cause she, she kind of puts a little bit of faith into this stuff. And I'm like, mom, if I, if anything ever happens to me, I will tell the psychic that I am miserable, that I am sitting with Satan himself. I'm being tortured every day. And I was like, now if they don't tell you that they're fake. Like if they, if they tell you like, Oh, Trevor says he misses you. He's in a better place. He's up there with Jesus. And everything. I was like, no, that's a lie. Like I'm, I'm literally like, I will tell if anything ever happens to me, I will tell them this is the most miserable thing I've ever experienced. (laughs) And if they're true, if they're real and legit, they will tell you. I was like, otherwise, don't believe it. And it's all the same thing. It's over and over, you know? Nobody wants to hear, like, oh, yeah, like, Uncle Joe, he's burning in hell right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> only, in the, only in horror movies do they do that. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, 13 hours from now, you'll fall into a bear trap and you'll bleed to death in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't watch horror movies, so I'm just guessing. But yeah, I, I don't really watch them either. I just not my not my thing. Yeah, I don't like being scared on purpose. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like I like being scared accidentally. Accidentally, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Scary TikToks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad that's not a thing, or at least not a thing that's funneled into my phone. So, oh, some of mine are. So, I just skip Wait, over them. <laughs> you use the magical. You use the magical TikTok box. Yes, I do. It's it's one of the few things I loved Vine. I absolutely loved it. I supported that app, and uh, when it went away, I was pretty devastated. And when this came along, I was like, "Ah, oh, this is stupid." But it was when it first came out. It was more music based. It was yeah. based off of like musically. That yeah, dumb like lip syncing app, and uh, I hated TikTok and I hated hated that. But now that they've expanded to more Vine type material of humor and and things like that, I, I definitely like it. Um, I still don't really like the dancing or the singing and things, but I like some of the humor aspects of it. Yeah, t- totally. And there's a I'll send you one later. There's a guy um, you might have ran him ran into him on there he does uh like it's obviously staged or whatever but he like he comes up like from like doing a line of cocaine or something mm-hmm. and he's like freaking out and he's like okay mad lib okay and he says like give me a whatever and he says the mad lib stuff and then it's like for like a movie so like one time he did like a like a Fast and Furious movie. One time, like the last one I watched, which is what I'll send you later. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Pixar writing like a Mad Lib to create a Pixar film. Like, and he always says, "We're gonna make a bunch of effing money at the end of it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've seen that guy before. I saw the Fast and Furious one, and yeah, uh, yeah. where it's like random. He's like, "Okay, there's a group of retired teachers, and they're running from." Uh, from from the mafia, and and then he just kind of pieces it all together into a movie. Yeah, I I, lo- I like that, and uh, there's actually, I think he does a pretty good Vin Diesel impersonation on there. 
It's not mm-hmm. you know, it's not hard probably, but just gotta just gotta act stupid. I haven't seen past uh I haven't seen past Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. I have not seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. Really? I just they just don't seem don't seem fun for me. Yeah, that's I mean I think I liked them more when I when they first came out just because it was like I think I was in we were in middle school or something and I was just like mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know. Fast cars and babes or whatever, you know? Yeah. Even though I didn't care about driving, but I was like, I do like seeing cars getting smashed and stuff. And then the, I think <laughs> it's in the first or the second movie, this guy's in this like Mazda Miata and he drives underneath of a, he pulls the e-brake and he drifts underneath of a moving semi. Mm-hmm. And it's all lowered. So he barely gets up. He barely gets underneath of it. And uh, my grandpa was watching that movie with me and he was like, I could do that. And then he started looking for a Mazda Miata, and my grandma was like, don't you dare do it. <laughs> he bought a Mazda Miata, but uh, he didn't keep it for long because it hurt his back. Hurt his back driving underneath all them semis? Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy I worked with. He he was in a smaller car like that, like a Honda S2000 or something like that, and he um, a semi ran a stop sign out in the country. And uh, there was corn up, and he didn't see the semi. Mm-hmm. And which I don't understand how you don't see a semi over corn. It must have just been really tall corn. But uh, yeah, he he drove under, but he didn't get all the way through it. Uh, sardine canned his car, and uh, he broke his back. Wow, yeah. that's that's pretty rough. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I, I, I heard your I heard your hesitation to say, Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm like, wow, that's that's uh yeah. <laughs> that's something. Something, yeah. <laughs> it's a good way to keep out of trouble there. Yeah. Well, I've destroyed my voice. Uh I have a sore throat, so I think unless you have anything else on the topic, I think I'm gonna pop off. Call this a wrap. Uh, it's it's been it's been fun talking again. It's been a long time, so yeah, it's been been a while, been a while. Like uh, that one Goo Goo Dolls song says, or whatever. The oh, what is that? I don't know. Stone Sour. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so yep, yep. I, I'll tell you, Trevor. I had I have a pretty good impersonation of that, but I, you know, I just didn't want to hurt my voice. <laughs> <laughs> We'll save it for next time when you're feeling better. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so next time, looking like probably maybe the end of the week, but maybe next week or or, or many moons from now. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get that crypto thing running, uh, talk running, because I know you come from the land of finance anyway. So, Yep, I come from the land of finance, and I've invested in crypto, made a lot of money, lost a lot of money. But, yeah, so looking forward to it. All right, man. Uh, I'm learning to maybe glean some knowledge from you guys. So, because uh, it will be somebody else. Uh, I've mentioned Michael on the podcast before. He'll he'll be on with it. So mm-hmm. we'll awesome. see how the th- we'll see how the three way calling works on this app. So 
<laughs> well, we will see indeed. Yep. Well, hey, uh, try to take it easy and uh, don't get sick. It sucks. Yep. You too. Feel better. Bye. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> what was that? Well, I guess Trevor said bye instead of uh, I, uh, like he was starting a sentence. So, hope you guys liked it. Look forward to doing this again. And I'm looking forward to getting better. Have a good rest of your week, guys. Peace.